domestic and global economic concerns weighed on market sentiment last week. There were more feedlot placements than expected again, and a record large inventory of beef and cold stores last month. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Calicurrents Wes Ishmael. Hello, I'm Wes Ishmael. Welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 27th of September, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which emphasizes a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsbasinbeef.org forward slash goals or more simply usrsb.org and look for the goals tab. Now to the news. Cattle market fundamentals remain positive, but growing concerns about global recession as interest rates rise to battle inflation cast a pall over financial and futures markets last week and to start this week. For instance, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was 1,758 points lower week-to-week on Monday, and the broad-based S&P 500 was down 244 points. Crude oil futures, West Texas Intermediate, on the CME, were an average of $8.17 lower through the front six contracts. Despite eroding crop conditions and worries about lower yields than forecast by USDA, corn futures were 12.6 cents lower week-to-week on Monday at the end of volatile seesaw trading. Soybean futures closed an average of $0.49 lower. Part of the weakness was tied to the export impact of the surging U.S. dollar, which was up a staggering $4.49 during the same period. Live cattle futures closed an average of $3.25 lower week-to-week on Monday, despite the uptick in cash prices. Negotiated cash-fed cattle prices were a dollar higher on a live basis in the Southern Plains last week at $143 a hundredweight, steady to $4 higher in the Western Corn Belt at $148, and a dollar higher in Nebraska at $144. Dress prices were $2 to $8 higher in the Western Corn Belt at $228 to $234, and $2 to $5 higher in Nebraska at $228 to $232. The five-area direct-weighted average fed steer price last week was $144.94, which was $1.75 more than the previous week. The average steer price in the beef was $2.15 higher at $2.28.99. Current prices bode well for the market moving into the fourth quarter of the year and the first quarter of 2023, says Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, in his weekly market comments. He explains the only drag that could come on the market is consumer disposable income being shifted to other goods and necessities. With higher interest rates and inflation that remains intact, consumer disposable income may or may not be spent on beef. 
how the consumer reacts to these issues will determine beef prices, which will then filter down to the cattle market, he says. Choice box beef cutout value was $4.61 lower week-to-week on Monday at $247.84 hundred weight. Select was $2.54 lower at $223.35. Estimated total cattle slaughter last week of 667,000 head was on par with the previous week, but 24,000 head more than the same week last year. Year-to-date, estimated total cattle slaughter of 24.69 million head was 355,000 head more year-over-year, or 1.5% more. Total year-to-date estimated beef production of 20.34 billion pounds was 251.2 million pounds more, or 1.3% more. Higher input prices and farmer feeders concentrating on harvest rather than filling pens were likely part of the hit-and-miss nature of auctions monitored by Cattle Current last week. Uneven quality at the edge of the fall run likely also played a part. Steers and heifers sold from a dollar higher to three dollars lower last week in the north central and south central regions, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. They sold three to six dollars lower in the southeast. For all of that, the CME feeder cattle index closed seventy-nine cents higher week to week on Friday at one hundred and seventy-eight dollars and seventy-one cents a hundredweight. Feeder cattle futures, though, closed an average of five dollars and ninety-two cents lower week to week on Monday from $3.07 to $7.67 lower. Feeder cattle futures have softened the past month, which has taken a little wind out of some people's sales as it relates to selling cattle, Griffith says. However, he explains the market remains strong relative to recent years and is offering a strong price for most classes of calves and feeder cattle. The major issues putting pressure on cattle markets, he explains, continue to be higher input prices expectations for consumer disposable income, and the ever-increasing interest rates that further reduce consumer disposable income. While those issues could pose downside risk or cap the upside in the short term, Griffith notes they may also mean prices increase more slowly toward the top and then decline more slowly on the other side. That versus the rocket ride up and then the price collapse that occurred in 2014-2016 amid drought-forced herd liquidation. In the meantime, feedlot placements were higher than expected again in August, according to the latest monthly cattle on feed report for feedlots with 1,000 head or more capacity. Placements in August of 2.11 million head were 9,000 head more year-over-year, or 0.4% more, but that was almost 2% more than pre-report expectations. Marketings in August of 2.0 million head were 120,000 head more, or 6.4% more, which was in line with expectations. And cattle on feed September 1st of 11.3 million head were 45,000 head more, or 0.4% more than the previous year, which also mirrored expectations ahead of the report. It was the second largest inventory for the date since the data series began in 1996. Remember, a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, 
and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org and look for the goals tab. Total pounds of beef in freezers August 31st were 1% more than the previous month and 24% more year over year, according to the latest monthly cold storage report. The 463.8 million pounds of beef in cold storage were record large. Keep in mind, beef production in August of 2.51 billion pounds was 6% more year over year and record high for the date, according to the monthly livestock slaughter report from USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service. Cattle slaughter of 3.08 million head was 7% more than the same time last year. Most beef in cold storage is typically grinding product, which should be in strong supply given the extreme strong cow slaughter rate, Griffith says. Additionally, he explains, there are sure to be a few entities storing up a little product in case beef prices make a surge higher. One last thing that should reduce concern is that the quantity of beef in cold storage is essentially equivalent to one week of beef production, which means there's really not that much in storage, he says. And that's your weekly calf news price point podcast for the 27th of September, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.